All right. Good morning, church. You're ready to be fed by the Spirit this morning, right? Yes. Are we doing okay? How about some, uh, some, some noise for the Lord that you're here? Come on. Yes, yes. Love that. Good job, Camille. <clears throat> You've been, if you're new, we're reading the book of John this month. Uh, you can catch up by we are uh, uh, and we are preaching from John 13 today. It's part of our week's reading. Okay, so our church is reading the book of John together, and you can join us in, in that reading. You can sign up, go to our website. You can also sign up for the reading, and you'll get you'll get a push notification, whether it's email or in cell phone, to help you read. It's very helpful. Okay. Okay, so, exciting day today, right? Yes. Let me read the scripture here. So, when he had washed their feet, taken his garments, and sat down again, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? We are looking at the story of Jesus washing the feet of his disciples. That's what we are today. And I want to talk about Last week, we talked about that compassion cannot coexist with condemnation, right? Then, if compassion cannot coexist with condemnation, then what is one thing you can do to positively impact other people? What is next? And we want to look at the next today. What is one thing you can do to positively impact other people. Jesus washed the feet of his disciples and turned the world upside down. His disciples were known as people that turned the world upside down. If you go and read in Acts, they say the people that have turned the world upside down are here. How did that happen? It started with Christ, who washed the feet of his disciples. I went home for a Christmas break. I was in college, and I went home for Christmas break. And uh, I had dinner uh, in our kitchen. And I think I was so tired that right after the meal, I was sleeping on the stool that I was sitting. I'd gone to sleep there. Then after a while, I can feel... Somebody touching my feet. You know. um, and we have basin. And there was warm water. And it was my mother who was taking out my shoes and socks. And she was trying to wash my feet. So I can feel, I can feel it. So the first reaction that came to me was unworthiness. I felt unworthy. Why is my mother washing my feet? She shouldn't be washing my feet. I had that feeling of unworthiness that she was washing my feet. And then the comfort took over. The warm water, her hand washing my feet, and the comfort took over and I probably went back to sleep. Right? And she took my feet up on the stool and 
You see, when we read in John, it says, uh, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word become, the Word became flesh. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word became flesh. And that flesh precisely touched the body part that touches the soil. The the word that became flesh precisely touches the part of my body that touches the soil. The dirt. Where I came from. The dirt where I came from, he touches that body part. The body part that connected to the earth and reaches out to heaven. He he touches that body part. When he touches my feet that touches the soil, there was an intersection between the dirt and the divine. You get this? It's like your body hurts. You don't know where it hurts, right? And you want somebody, oh, touch there. No, it's not there, but you don't know where it is. Christ touched where he was supposed to touch me. Because you know, my friends, food, feet is very sensitive. It's sensitive of cold. It's sensitive of pain. It's sensitive of comfort. It's sensitive when there is thorns or nails. You can feel the feet. When the Lord touches our feet, we are aware of his presence. That even though we are dirty, we can also feel the divine comfort of the Lord touching our feet. Are you getting this? Now, why is this important? This is important because when you receive hospitality in your own home, when I receive the hospitality of my mom in my own house, that is where the dirt, me, experienced the divine. It was no longer my mother. There was something different. She may not wash my feet all the time, this time when I went home, her, she's frail and weak, but her shoulder is still strong and broad for me to keep my heads on and to feel the love. That is where the dirt and the divine intersects. Do your children experience hospitality in your own house? Is your husband experiencing hospitality in your own house? Is your wife experiencing hospitality in your own house? If they do, when there is hospitality, what is hospitality, my friends? Hospitality is creating space for your son, for your daughter, for your wife or your husband 
creating space for them to feel free at home. And when they feel free at home, they begin to discover who they are. That is when the divine and the dirt intersects. Isn't it beautiful? This washing feet is not just washing feet. It is when the dirt intersects with the divine. Because our master wiped off the dirt of my feet so I can experience his divine forgiveness. No master washes the feet. The host does not wash the feet of the, the, the servants, the slave, and the guest. They don't do that. But our master, Lord Jesus, he did it. He turned the world upside down. This was something different. This was something different. So, my friends, are you touching the part of the body of your neighbor that uh, touches the soil so they can reach out toward heaven? So, here, do you know what I have done to you? Do you know what I have done to you? I have intersected the dirt and the divine by washing your feet. Our life, our life on earth here is to Introduce the dirt to the divine. <clears throat> so beautiful. I want to linger there a little bit. Christ touching my feet, being aware of all the sensation. All right. Okay. Holy Spirit. Can we move on? Next one, right? You ready? It's not done. I'm going to make you fool today. Here, you also ought to wash one another's feet. Right? Do you know what I have done to you? And then you also ought to wash one another's feet. What does that mean? It means to experience the brokenness and the blessing that follows. Okay? So, you are vulnerable when you expose your feet to somebody to wash because you don't want to expose your what? Your brokenness. How many of you been to the spa lately, you know, and say, is that your nail? <laughs> I thought it was a wood chip. <laughs> right? You know, I make you beautiful, come on. Like a porcelain skin. They want to wipe you off, you know. You don't want to show your feet. But let me tell you, when you expose your brokenness to other people, it can also be a blessing. So it can be a blessing, the one who washes the feet and the one whose feet is washed. It can be a blessing to both. Okay. And this needs to be done because brokenness 
leads to a new way, a new life. See, when I exposed my feet to my mom, I, I experienced the unworthiness that I should be the one doing that to her. But I was also blessed by her love for me. And how do you experience this? How do you experience brokenness with people? It's like my friend telling me, calling me in the evening and said, I need help. Right? I'm going to die and I need help. That is a very hard thing to do to a friend if you are comparing and competing with them in life. My friend, he called me and said, I need help and I'm going to die. If I, so what did I do? I checked him in immediately into a rehab center right then. The moment he said, I need help. We experienced the brokenness together. We experienced the blessing together. Because he's a fine pastor now. He's pastoring a church. But it happened with sharing the brokenness and the blessing. It was a feet washing moment. And you have to allow that to happen. You ought to wash each other's feet. Experience the brokenness and blessing. See, exposing your dirty, tired, and broken feet can be a blessing to both the one who washed and the one whose feet is washed. You know, Jesus showed us to embrace this brokenness. Do you know this, this, is the, this is the act, this is the last act he did before he embraced the, the cross? Jesus washed the feet of his disciples right before he went to the cross. This is not by, this is not a coincidence, this is not by fluke. He wanted to have a lasting impression on his disciples that they ought to wash one another's feet because if they share in the brokenness, If they share in the brokenness, they will share also in the blessing. That the church, the body of Christ, is to share in the brokenness of our brothers and sisters. And not be ashamed, not be embarrassed, not be mocked, not be knocked down, not be... So they won't feel prejudiced. They won't feel that they're discriminated But we share in the brokenness. Because when we share in the brokenness, there is beauty. There is beauty. Because God can turn our brokenness into something that is beautiful. And you and I are the testament of something beautiful. We are here because of the grace of God, isn't it? Don't be embarrassed to share your brokenness. Because why? I have given you an example. I have given you an example. Don't preach. Don't preach. Show. Show people how you live. You don't have to preach a lot of times. You know, you don't have to preach. You, you show people how how to live. Here, this is very important. 
see, showing solidarity through suffering. Jesus took off his coat. He was ready, folded everything. Was this is? Uh, it took some time. He get ready. It wasn't just. I'm just going to zip in and zip out, right? There are twelve of them, towels, and then he washed all of them. And then he looked up, and he looked into their eyes and said, "Do you know what I have done to you? Right? Do you know what I have done to you?" Washing the feet of somebody is to tell them and to look into their eyes and say, my journey has been made possible because you have walked with me. Are you getting the point? You are saying when you pause, when you kneel, when you stop and wash their feet, you are saying, I have been able to come thus far because you have walked with me. That is washing the feet. My wife has washed my feet. I remember a time when I was struggling because of people questioning me that I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be doing this. You're not good enough for this. Right? And when you're facing the world, when the world's telling, oh, you're not good enough for this. Maybe you should do something else. You shouldn't be around. My my wife watched my feet by saying, I know God has called you. I know what what God has done through your life. And this is your calling. And she made my journey possible. Today I'm going to name some names from our church here to give us an example. And I can't name all of you, so uh, please forgive me. But it's like, uh, you know, when, when my wife was sick for eight weeks, and she can't get out. Uh, Mindy and the women, they prayed. They did not only pray. Mindy came to our house with this air purifier as a gift and put it there in the room. And our journey was made possible because of her action. She washed our feet. And Annie and Paul came and with all kinds of different smell that you could put in the water, in the purifier. And they went out and bought themselves and came. And Paul said, come, pastor, I'll make soup for you. Soup, and they brought a soup, Vietnamese soup for my wife. Our journey was a little lighter because they washed our feet. I remember the Wissons when we first came here and we didn't have a house for 45 days. 
and because I have thanked uh, Sharon and uh, Jerry many times. But they say, Pastor, Margaret, we want you to go and let you stay in a hotel, and we stayed there for 10 days because they got that hotel for us. Our journey was made a little possible because they washed our feet. Okay? This is washing the feet. Suffering and solidarity. When we had a difficult journey in, from China to India, and when we, when we came here, you know, it was a very expensive ordeal for us. And some of you shared your gift with my wife and I. That is washing our feet. You're washing our feet to say, yeah. and our journey is made possible because of that. Doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be big. It could be a small action, like, you know, um, like Gary Dong came in and saying, "Pastor, shall we meet? Because my head is full, and I can meet with you on Monday." And we had a beautiful time of prayer for the church for board meeting. That's washing the feet to center me to Christ. Right? And uh, and Joel, Joel Robinson, right? came in the first Sunday and came out there and he grabbed me and he hugged me. I'm like, the world is going to end. I mean, he has never done that in the past five years. Like, but it, it did something to my heart. He washed my feet. We can wash each other's feet like that. Suffering together in solidarity. It's like Sharon and Jerry buying a ticket to Disney World where we were, when we were traveling from Midwest. They sent a ticket to us to go to Disney World so our kids can go and enjoy. My friends, our journey has been possible because you have walked with us. My Chinese friends, Happy New Year. (laughs) Happy Lunar New Year. You have made our life easier because you walked with us. Just like Jonathan and Allison. They were ready for us to come and stay in their house before we got the house. Come and live. We found out they had a dog. (laughs) And the dog didn't vote yes. I mean, the, the Ayla and Jonathan and Allison, they were ready. But you made our journey possible because of washing our feet. So if you are asking, Pastor, how can I wash somebody's feet? Now, now you get the, right? You get the idea how to wash the feet. Please do that this week. Kneel. Pause. Stop. Wash somebody's feet by giving a clothes or food or whatever. Look into their eyes and say, thank you. My journey has been possible because you have walked with me. Isn't that beautiful?
I mean, our Lord. That is why he turned the world upside down. So, how can we do this? Move from hostility to hospitality. When you move from hostility to hospitality, you can start washing the feet of other people. Hospitality is the answer to hostility. Worship team, you should do as I have done to you. Be human and be holy. Worship team, can you please come? Let's get ready to worship. So, here, church, how can we be human and be holy? What I want to say is, your most human act, human action, can be the most holy calling. When you wash the dirt off somebody's feet, that is a human action. That is the most humbling human action, but it can also be the holiest moment for you. Right? Uh, hope. Hope Silicon Valley. When you cut somebody's hair, that's a human action. When you make food for somebody, that's a human action. When you give backpack, that's a human action. When you give a pillow, that's a human action. When you give gifts and prayers and stamp the thing, kids get excited, that's a human action. But I tell you, that human action can be the holiest moment for you and for those who took part in it. That is why we do hope, because we are passing one Sunday in a year. That is why we do hope, because we are passing one Sunday in a year to say, we are here for you, and our life and our journey has been made possible because of you, and let us journey together again. That's why we do hope, July 26, right? February 16, All Nations Sunday. All Nations Sunday. Why do we do All Nations Sunday? Because out of the 52 weeks, we are pausing, kneeling, stopping one Sunday to say to the people from all over the world, say, come and journey with us. Our journey has been made possible because of you. That is the reason why we do All Nations Sunday. Let us wash each other's feet in order to do that move from hostility to hospitality